show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Experience, business, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Consumer first health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status. No. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. New choices, new platforms, new care models. In the healthcare of tomorrow, consumers win. But who will design it? What will it look like? And how long will it take? We're here to answer those questions with some provocative thinking about how to create the healthcare that people actually want. Ready to roll up your sleeves, look at the world a little differently, and explore the frontiers of consumer health together? Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and here's what's going to go down today. We have the flavor of the week about the launch of Amazon Clinic. What does the initial digital experience look like? And is there anything the rest of us can learn about how they're approaching their new direct-to-consumer offering? I'll talk about that. Then we have the chance to learn about three new podcasts. We'll start with Sandra Brown, president and founder of MDRG, which hosts the new show, What Consumers Want. Then you'll hear from Kathy Connolly, founder and chief operating officer at Doctivity Health, which hosts the show, Actionable Insights. And we'll wrap up with none other than Mitch Holdwick, who hosts Deliver Health's podcast, Healthcare Simplified. They each have their own story to tell and their own perspective that will bring you value in different ways. It's time to dive right in. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. Told you they were playing chess. In case you were otherwise occupied trying to score Taylor Swift tickets this week and missed the announcement, Amazon announced the rollout of Amazon Clinic, a direct-to-consumer offering which will operate as a virtual health storefront with access to third-party telehealth providers. Now, I don't think the announcement in and of itself sparked a revolution of any kind, but that's kind of my point. Amazon doesn't do shiny objects. They get better at doing things that you already do. They make it easier to do things that you're already familiar with. That's always part of the irony to me whenever I see knee-jerk reactions to their latest announcements. And don't get me wrong, following their healthcare exploits as the ultimate game of whack-a-mole, they always pop up somewhere else. But what they do is make it easy to want to come back and try them again. So people might read the headline and say, hmm, it sounds like a normal telehealth service. That doesn't sound very differentiated to me. So let's take a quick look at the experience. I took a quick test drive of the website. It's clinic.amazon.com. The header on the page right away says, healthcare is a message away. Get treatment for common health concerns at your convenience. No appointments, video calls, or live chat required. So that was interesting in and of itself. Then I scrolled down to the most common treatments section. It's an abbreviated list, kind of like the Applebee's menu as opposed to cheesecake factory. I chose one, seasonal allergy. I clicked on that and it pulled up a page that says how I can get a personalized treatment plan from a licensed clinician that may include a prescription if the clinician determines it's medically necessary. I didn't see any clinical language that made me feel intimidated or scared like some hospital websites still do. I didn't see terms like tertiary, ambulatory, or multidisciplinary. What it did give me is a brief checklist that says this is right for you if, and it lists a few symptoms as well as things that mean this treatment is not for you, such as if you're pregnant or having a severe allergic reaction. It went on to list what's included, what I'll need, how it works, and FAQs. Lower on the page, it asked me to select what state I'm in, and when I selected Arizona, it said Amazon Clinic is not yet available in my state, but I was able to join the waitlist with a click of a button. That's right, no form, because I was already logged into my Amazon account. 
they already know me and pretty much everything about me. So that was a quick tour and I'm sure it will continue to change and evolve. But now let's look at the announcement from two perspectives, as a change maker and as a traditionalist, AKA a status quoer. How do you know which one you are by the way? Well, does this announcement excite you or scare you? Do you wanna read more or ignore it completely? If it excites you, you likely have a change maker mindset. If you roll your eyes without even learning the details, you're likely a traditionalist. It's okay to be in the middle by the way. But a change maker might spend a great amount of time dissecting the UX like I started to do and then seeing what they can apply to their own digital experience on their own website. A traditionalist likely wouldn't wanna spend the time to even check it out and they certainly wouldn't think that they could learn anything from an e-commerce platform. Consumer transformation starts with a consumer first mindset. It starts by putting yourself in the consumer's shoes and not defaulting to your institution's point of view, which means most of the time you're excited about the opportunity for any player, whether it's one of the top companies in the world with a trillion dollar market cap or a local community hospital. Changemakers have that mindset in spades and traditionalists can learn it if they want. But either way, let's take the time to learn from Amazon and others to make every aspect of healthcare easier. That's another way that we'll build the healthcare of tomorrow. And that's the flavor of the week. The flow, the flow, the flow. All right, everyone, let's get into the flow. Today, you're going to be hearing about three new podcasts. Now, you may remember it was just a few weeks ago that we introduced you to Health Enthusiasm, Paving the Path, and Trauma-Informed Life. We've made it easy to follow all three shows. If you haven't yet, you can just subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite platform, and you get the entire lineup of shows. And now I want to introduce you to three more podcasts that are brand new. And our first guest is Sandra Brown, president and founder of MDRG. They host What Consumers Want. It's a brand new podcast. It brings the voice of the consumer to the healthcare conversation and is very engaging. A lot of different segments, a lot of different people, a lot of different ideas you'll hear there. So again, it's it's really easy. You just pull up Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, you subscribe to Shift Forward Health and you'll get what consumers want. So I can't wait to dig in a little bit more with you. But Sandra, first and foremost, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Thank you. What did I miss in your bio? What else would you like our listeners to know about you and your background? Sure. So the couple things... One is the research that we do for clients really spans the entire health ecosystem. So looking at both providers, disruptors, health tech, health insurance. So really looking at the whole ecosystem. The other thing is I have been a very early adopter of the importance of consumerism and voice of the consumer in healthcare and really thinking about how do we move the industry forward in this regard. We did a study this summer our healthcare experience study that is available to anyone. We can talk about that at the end, but really thinking about this from the perspective of disruptors as well as providers. Amazing. So let's dig into this. I know, like you're just saying, the research you do gives so many insights and I feel like it gives you and the whole MDRG team a pretty unique window, a view of consumer transformation in healthcare right now. I wonder if you could just give us a state of the state. So things like, like what are provider organizations doing right when it comes to becoming consumer first? And then the flip side of that, where do they have opportunities to improve? Yeah, I think there are some very forward thinking systems out there who are doing a number of things right. They are really beginning to think more broadly of the patient as a consumer. It's still a slow go in many organizations, but it's this awareness that the patient experience really begins and ends with care. 
but there's so much more along the continuum that we really need to take notice of if we're going to really compete in this space. Um, the other thing I think that some of these providers are starting to do is really think about how their own experiences outside of healthcare are really informing their expectations within healthcare. So you think about ticketing for an airline, for example, and our own check-in processes in healthcare, but our expectation is a pre-check, you know, in the airline industry. You know, this idea also, the acknowledgement that consumers have choice. You know, they have the opportunity to choose whether or not to continue their journey with us at every step of the way, because there's so many options out there. So that's where we really need to begin to reframe the way that we think about these patients as consumers. Lots of other things that I could talk about, but those are some of the ones that come top of mind for me. So Jared, part of your question was, what are the opportunities to improve? You know, very simplistically, I would say that CX needs to be a priority, hard stop. In order to get there, I believe that there needs to be a CX owner within the organization, someone who is representing that consumer voice Because so much of voice of the consumer work, if it even exists, is very siloed within departments. We find that oftentimes with our clients and we're playing that bridge role. So to make sure that you have this owner, someone whose day job is CX within the organization. Outstanding. Well, we mentioned that MDRG just launched a new podcast. It's called What Consumers Want. Can you give us a behind-the-scenes view? So what, what's even behind the name, and, and what's the show about? Sure. You know, MDRG is a consumer insights firm, and our role at our core is to bring that voice of the consumer to the kinds of decisions that clients are trying to make. So what we wanted to do with this podcast is to do the same thing and to bring that voice of the consumer to these B2B conversations in podcasting. So it's really about exploring exactly what we just talked about in consumer transformation, but really taking this perspective of the consumer and their experiences outside of healthcare and how that applies to us as we work within healthcare. Very nice. Well, you know, even in that first episode, I remember one of the segments is a panel discussion with a provider, uh, Oshner Health, and then a disruptor, Dispatch Health. They were side by side talking about how their organizations are seeing patients as consumers it's pretty, pretty revealing, I felt like. What were some of your takeaways from that discussion? It was really interesting. So this study was in-depth interviews with 10 very progressive disruptors and 10 very progressive healthcare systems talking to the people who are responsible for consumer transformation and patient transformation within those organizations. And some of the things that really rose to the top is that disruptors are born with a consumer-first mindset. They are, they begin with a problem oftentimes that the founder encountered in the health ecosystem and that founder set out to solve that. So they have this very singular focus and expertise, which means that they're, you know, they're more agile, they're more flexible. But the other thing is that UX is in their DNA. So really understanding how do they optimize that experience. You know, another thing that came to mind is that disruptors They measure success by engagement. They understand that engagement is a leading indicator for revenue and loyalty. There was one person that told me, if consumers don't use us, we don't get paid. So, you know, as we begin to, in healthcare, blend the digital experience into the customer journey, 
We really need to understand how to make sure that those experiences are easy in order to gain adoption and engagement. You know, on the other hand, we also heard that systems own consumer trust, at least for now. They understand the complexities of healthcare and they understand all the challenges that go along with it and how to solve for those. So that's something that we really need to continue to own that trust component and not lose as we, you know, if we lose focus on this UX experience and the importance of that. Those are some of the highlights for me from that study. Yeah, I really liked that segment and and there was so much to learn. It was such a unique format to even have, like I said, a provider and a disruptor side by side. I think that's one reason why there were so many insights in that part. So again, that was part of the first episode. It was it was a great conversation. In general, what do you hope listeners will get out of the show? Like what do you hope they they tune into an episode and what do you hope they they leave it thinking or doing or 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 what? Yeah, we're hoping that listeners will get a better idea of what consumers want. You know, that they get inspired to do more voice of the customer work and look outside of the industry when they're looking to transform the experience of the patient. Now, again, I mentioned this earlier, consumers are benchmarking their experiences with you by their best experiences outside of healthcare. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. And part of me wonders if it's just some chops we've got to build, you know, just some habits we've got to get used to, some muscles we've got to build in our organizations. So if this can help leaders in any organization get there, develop those muscles. I mean, I see a lot of value in that. So that's, that's great that that's, that's where you're going with this. And maybe if we take one step back from the podcast, just in general, I'm curious, just again, because I know the, the level of folks you speak with and work with, and, and you have a great window and view into what's happening. What kind of progress do you hope that we see with consumer transformation in the next 24 months? So what I hope to see is significant progress in embracing the entire healthcare journey transformation. So looking at not just what happens during the clinical care experience, but what happened before and what happens afterwards. I think the other piece that I hope to really see is an integration of voice of the consumer into the decisions that we're making in healthcare, making sure that the consumer voice is a part of Everything that we do, whether it's building out spaces within the actual physical experience that they have in your hospital, but also thinking about where does voice of the consumer inform expectations around telemedicine, just incorporating a very robust voice of the consumer program. The other thing is to really look at employee experience because these are our customers as well. And they are the front line to CX. We cannot ignore the employee experience. I like that, the front line to CX. Like that's a phrase I hope we hear more often. I've been speaking with Sandra Brown from MDRG. The podcast is called What Consumers Want. This is just gives you a little bit of a taste of what to expect on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jared. All right, our next guest is Kathy Connolly, president and COO of Doctivity Health. They're a company that's redefining the business of healthcare. Kathy, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Thanks, Jared. Great to be here. Kathy, what did I miss in your bio? What else would you like our listeners to know about you and your background? I guess I'll say that, you know, I spent 14 years inside Geisinger during a time of great growth. And I was fortunate enough to be there when Dr. Glenn Steele was CEO and Dr. Howard Grant. He was the chief medical officer. 
who then went on to lead the Leahy Clinic. I was also there when Lou Shapiro was chief administrative officer, and Lou is now CEO at Hospital for Special Surgery. He's been there for a long time. So I grew up inside Geisinger, having the fortunate experience to interface with those great leaders, those giants in the healthcare space. Well, I imagine that's set a background and a foundation for you to be able to not only understand the business of healthcare, as we mentioned, but you know, where to go from here. I wonder if you can just give us a bit of a state of the state, you know, just a brief kind of like, what does that mean right now? What's the business of healthcare? Let's just focus on provider organizations, I guess. Like, what are they doing right? Where do they need to improve? You know, Jared, that's a great question. And I'll start by saying, you know, everybody, every healthcare organization is absolutely 100% focused on improving quality patient care, right? That's the business that we're all in or they're organizations are all in. So it's the ongoing pursuit to continue to be able to deliver that quality patient care. And that's where things get challenging. And right now, I would say across the industry, some of the biggest challenges are, you know, staffing with not only providers and nurses and advanced practitioners, but also rad techs, those support service staff who are so important to keep the lights on inside an organization. So staffing is a big issue. And then, of course, to be able to to staff appropriately, it's figuring out how to improve and drive new revenue. And that is what we hear all the time. How do we accelerate our business advancement, our growth, and to ultimately increase new revenue to be able to deliver quality patient care and to be able to continue to retain that staff, the staff that's needed. So those would be my two areas of what's happening in the industry right now and being able to focus on the staffing. And we all know that the, the salaries are skyrocketing. So how do you generate the revenue needed to pay the salaries for those important providers and all the support staff. Yeah, that's kind of a new dimension to what fills the headlines. I feel like a lot of where we talk, where we hear about the clinical, the clinician, the clinician staffing shortages. There's everyone else who's supporting that, and there are the consequences, I guess, or the implications of what happens as a shortage continues. There, so yeah, staffing. There's a lot of new dimensions to that. I feel like that that you just mentioned there. And what's really cool is that you talk about a lot of those dimensions on this new podcast. So Doctivity Health just recently launched this new podcast called Actionable Insights, and it's about insights into the business of healthcare. So I wonder if you could give us a, a behind-the-scenes view, because this is really exciting. It's, it's a big topic. There's a lot to talk about. So the name itself, Actionable Insights, I wonder if we can start there. Like, What's behind the name? And then tell us what the show's about. Sure. So Actionable Insights, you know, it's all about our topics affecting the healthcare industry, the business of healthcare, and how Doctivity as a go-to source for actual data analysis leading to improved provider and organizational performance, optimizing business advancement, and again, you know, that new revenue generation. So our show will have topics that are timely for different important factors that are happening across healthcare. We'll talk about financial stability and how that all starts with revenue. As a matter of fact, Dr. Glenn Steele will be 
on our show in an upcoming episode. And that's going to be a topic that he's going to touch on. You know, we're going to talk about recruitment and the importance of new provider ramp up. And when I say ramp up, it's the onboarding and getting that new provider's practice, ensuring that they're seeing the right types of cases and hitting that break-even point. We're going to talk about retention and all the implications that retention has on a healthcare organization. We're going to talk about physician relationship management, referrals, referral strategy, why that's so important. We're going to talk about employed group practice management and also independent provider groups. We'll touch on value-based care, all the big topics right now that keep coming up in the healthcare industry and how we'll tie them all back to the business of healthcare with that, again, that ultimate goal, of course, of being able to continue to deliver quality patient care. Well, what I really like about even just the, the first episode, right? So you and host Dave Jolly, yeah, you go back and forth a little bit in that first episode just to kind of set the stage, I feel like, for some of the topics you just mentioned. And you got quite some all-stars on the dance card there. So that's that's super fun. I was just, I just uh, giggled a little bit, the term dance card. Yes. So we have, you know, Gene Hitchcock, who I know you know, Jared. Gene is, uh, I used the term giant earlier when I was talking about Lou Shapiro and Dr. Grant and Dr. Steele. But Jean and her side of the business is certainly a giant. So, you know, that marketing and strategic communications, that's all part of it. It's all part of the business. So we're going to have Jean on. So we have some heavy hitters coming up and we're very excited about that. What do you hope listeners will get out of the show? Honestly, Jared, I hope that it inspires them. For me, that would be the greatest takeaway. So whether after they're listening to the show and they go and they Google or start to continue to read about a certain topic that we hit, but just to inspire them to understand more about healthcare, whatever segment of the industry, whether it's research or the business or clinical side, because it's, I mean, let's face it, healthcare impacts all of us. And it's a fascinating industry to be involved with. So I'll use the word inspire. I hope that actual insights inspires listeners. Outstanding. All right. Last question for you, Kathy. If if we could look a little bit into the future, it's like the next 24 months, what, what progress do you think we can actually see? My hope is that organizations will start to look at the different functions within their organization and how to critically think about advancing them and how it all ties together. So if an organization can just pivot from a strategy that they've been using for years and pivot and look at it a new way to be able to help drive revenue, to be able to continue to deliver that quality patient care. Outstanding. That gives us a vision. It gives us something to shoot for. The podcast is called Actionable Insights. I've been speaking with Kathy Connolly, President and COO of Doctivity Health. Kathy, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes today. Thank you, Jared. All right, everyone. Our final guest today is Mitch Holdwick. Yes, that Mitch Holdwick. He's the Director of Product Marketing at Deliver Health, which recently launched its own podcast called Healthcare Simplified. We're going to dive into that. But I also have the pleasure of calling Mitch a true friend. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, man. 
Thank you so much, Jared. What a what a pleasure. I mean, we've been we've been working together for quite some time, and to finally be on the healthcare app, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Glad to be here. Uh, the privilege is truly ours because, Mitch, you are one who, when I say shares their authentic self on social media in all the right ways, I, I genuinely mean that about yourself, about being able to see and hear how you see the world, how you think about things. You're sharing it, not for any other reason other than to let people know that this is a way to connect. That connective tissue is is just at, at your heart, at your souls. And I will admit, selfishly, another reason that I'm excited to have you on is because I haven't gotten to talk baseball in a couple of years. Yes. Ever since... You know, those olden days, 2018, Peter Balistrieri and I were in a, of course, like in a, like in a setup room or like a storage room out of the hospital. And we were just recording ourselves talking about marketing. And we always started talking about Astros and in our case, Astros and Brewers. And so yeah. here we are. I know this episode is going to air well after the World Series, but I just got to say we're sitting here after game five of the World Series. And I'm just curious what, what you think about things right now, about the series. Well, first, I remember those days well as a, a huge fan of healthcare rep. I remember those conversations about the Astros and the Brewers well and just being totally dialed into that. So thanks for hearkening back to that. It's been a heck of a series. I'm uh, as a lifelong Detroit Tigers fan. I live in the Southeast Michigan area. Huge Tigers fan. We've had very little to cheer about now for, gosh, going on a decade. But there are some key pieces with the Astros that were Tigers. You know, Verlander pitching last night. I know this is a little bit later for your listeners, but it's cool to see players that I I watched and I'm so fond of now with other teams and having success and knowing that, that you're able to follow along. So it's been a heck of a ride and I can't wait to see how it ends. Same here. There's so many storylines too. So you mentioned Justin Verlander. So for those who don't know, he's going to be in the hall of fame. He's one of the all time greatest pitchers of our generation. Who's still actively pitching. He was probably going to win the Cy Young award. He was the best pitcher in the American league this year. And he had never won a game in the world series until last night. So yeah, super, super fun. There were, there's so many other storylines. The Astros pitched a combined no hitter. So four pitchers combining to shut out and no hit the Phillies one game after the Phillies set a record for hitting the most home runs or off a single pitcher in the, in the series. It's like, it just goes back and forth. So it's so fun to talk baseball with someone as knowledgeable and, and passionate about it as you are. So we want to back out a little bit and have you give us a state of the state of digital health right now from your perspective. I know that's a big topic, but just like the things you're seeing, right? So provider organizations, health systems in particular, where are they triumphing right now? Where do they have opportunities to improve? And then we'll, t- and then we'll get into the podcast itself, but I just kind of want to like, like ease us in a little bit and just say like, what are you seeing right now? Well, you know, I, uh, you know, about for your listeners, I've spent, you know, the vast majority of my career on the hospital and health system side and just recently in the past year or so uh, joined to deliver health. So I had a chance to kind of see things from a different perspective. And I see a lot of opportunity and inspiration and positivity around digital health. And really, to me, what it stems from, Jared, is just this collaboration. People are finally starting to talk to each other and work together. And of course, we're, we have so far to go. But as I spend time going around to different conferences and meeting with customers and other partners that we work with within digital health, there just seems to be this 
movement towards collaboration. And as you talk about so frequently, breaking down silos and truly getting beyond what historically has been a very kind of operationally disjointed industry for so many reasons. But people are really starting to push and starting to disrupt and starting to break down the silos and have more meaningful conversations. And that's really inspiring to me. So I think if I were to answer your questions at a very high level, the state of the state of digital health to me right now is it's inspiring and it's positive and it's and it's going in the right direction. It's great. I mean, I'm curious, like you really do have this unique perspective, like you said, spending so many years in the hospital health system side and now coming over to a company like Deliver Health. I imagine just like that, it gives you a dualistic perspective and we need more of that. I have a feeling that's one reason why you can see this path to collaboration because you've experienced it and you've advocated for it and championed it on both sides now. So I, I just think that's, that's a great perspective. Sometimes I, I think about it, it's just this never-ending puzzle. You know, consumer-first or consumer-centered healthcare. And it's a puzzle that will never be completed. But just like we all know that jigsaw puzzle that sits on the dining room table at your house, and you're like, ugh, do I really want to deal with that today? And some people are there every day looking at the front of the box and have their own approach to it. And some people just kind of casually walk by. I feel like if that were the, if you were to use it as the analogy within healthcare and digital health specifically, people are all finally starting to come to the puzzle and we approach it in different ways. And some are more active than others, but I'm really starting to, to see that, see that now on kind of this side, and, and I saw it within hospitals and health systems, and now I'm starting to see it more broadly kind of on the, on the vendor and partner side. But I feel like that's we're finally starting to work together to get that, that puzzle into a better spot. I'm going to have that mental image for a while, a never-ending puzzle. So we just mentioned Deliver Health recently launched a new podcast. It's called Healthcare Simplified. Can you uh, give us a little behind-the-scenes view here? I wonder what's behind the name and, and tell us what the show's all about. Yeah, so you know, Deliver Health, we're a, a company, it's a software and services company really focused on documentation, coding, digital health, and trying to bridge the gap between those areas within healthcare broadly, but specifically within digital health, we're trying to simplify healthcare, which is a very lofty goal, but it's in our DNA, it's in the fabric of everything we do. So we couldn't think of a more appropriate title of a more appropriate podcast to focus on, on healthcare simplified. And the idea is to just, to my point about the, you know, never ending puzzle and this collaboration, as we continue to see more people coming together, we really wanted to create a forum and an environment for people to have a voice. And it could be our existing customers. It could be partners. It could be competitors. We don't care. Quite frankly, we want these difficult conversations to be had because it's the only way we're going to move forward. So the, the idea of Healthcare Simplified is to create that form and that environment where we can bring in thought leaders from both sides at all different levels and all different walks of life within digital health to provide insight so that we can continue working working together. That's amazing. Okay, so tell me what's been like to record your first few episodes. Like what surprised you or stood out? Oh, it's been a blast. I mean, I've learned so much. It, I think it's this combination of inspiration, excitement, but also overwhelmed because there's this, 
you know, again, the endless puzzle, there's so much opportunity and every single person we've talked to, we've got, I think, four or five episodes currently and more to come. But I leave the conversations or I leave the recordings after I listen to them just feeling really inspired about the direction we're going, but also so much work that has to be that has to be done. So the the idea and notion that we can share these more broadly with your listeners, Jared potentially and others as well. It's a great opportunity to just kind of continue that momentum moving forward. That's important. And it tells a story, true to the name, that there's some efforts being made to simplify a process. And like you said, it's either between clinicians and their patients or the tools that are being used to care for those patients. And I think collectively, that collective story is what's interesting to me. It's just kind of like the storyline that keeps going through it. So it's storytelling, really. Yeah, I like the way you said that. You're right. And it is sometimes you don't know what you know until you start the process. And I think we're, we are seeing that kind of story arc develop. And it doesn't matter where you start or who you talk to. There isn't a right place to start a right person to start talking to. I think you just naturally see that story kind of evolve. Um, and you're right. They're all, they're all connected. We're all focused on I'm making this more simple and really, you know, keeping our our focus on the consumer and the patient. Very true. Yeah. So what do you hope listeners will get out of the show? You know, they've listened to an episode or two and they're like, what do you hope they're thinking or feeling at that point? Well, first, I hope they share it. You know, I, I really want, as I mentioned, a longtime fan of the work you do, Jared, at Healthcare Wrap and others. I've found a lot of personal inspiration and listening to others. And it's really helped me in my career and lifelong passion and pursuit of not just digital health, but simplifying healthcare. So I feel like I have the privilege now of creating that opportunity for others. And hopefully people that are listening will share it, will find inspiration to keep moving forward within their own career and their own pursuit. And a lot of times that takes Courage. It takes, you know, the willingness to ask difficult questions, to keep pushing forward. The disjointedness that I mentioned previously still exists to an extent, and it takes really courageous and um, inspirational uh, leaders from all walks of life to keep pushing forward, to keep asking difficult questions, whether you work within a hospital or a health system or on the a partner or vendor side or anywhere in between. Inevitably, it requires somebody to continue pushing forward. So I think that's my biggest and our collectively at Deliver Health, our biggest goal and hope with Healthcare Simplified is that people will will find that inspiration to keep moving forward. I truly hope they do as well. What kind of progress do you hope we can see in digital health? Totally open-ended here, but in the next 24 months. I think, I mean, one of the things I've, I've observed through most of my career, but even more so in the last year, having the chance to work with multiple leaders throughout the industry is that there's this this kind of undeniable momentum that we are all sensing as it relates to digital health. The pandemic obviously pushed that. But as we are kind of recognizing the momentum, we're also seeing this kind of chaos is the best word I can think of. So many different digital health solutions, processes, technologies, platforms, all being deployed in different ways. And it's created kind of a a chaos that it's creating confusion within hospitals and health systems. And obviously for, for us as consumers trying to navigate. 
So I think my hope and vision for the next 24 months is that we start to untangle that chaos and really put a lot of work into not necessarily implementing more stuff, but untangling the existing stuff that we have in market today from a people process technology perspective. And that's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of collaboration. And of course, the, the notion of digitizing the experience um, and thinking more programmatically. We have, we've been conditioned within healthcare to think of things and problems individually with separate pieces of technology. But if we can level up and really think about it programmatically from the entire patient journey, that'll help us A, work together more effectively and B, provide a better experience to our patients, consumers and community members. So that's really my biggest hope and where I see digital health going in the next 24 months. Outstanding. Mitch, you give us a vision, you give us something to shoot for, you give us something to think about, and that that is so important and vital here. It's Mitch Holdwick with Deliver Health. The podcast is called Healthcare Simplified. You can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Mitch, just best of luck in all you're doing to make healthcare consumer first, and I promise it won't take five years to have you back on again. Just wanted to thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much, Jared, and go Strohs. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again.